We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. James has put out this video today. I want to put out just a little bit, a portion of his podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, it'll be well worth your time to check this out. How that biosecurity state will be used as a stepping stone towards what is being envisioned and even openly touted as the extinction of Homo sapiens, the end of humanity. I am not being hyperbolic. I do not make hyperbolic, hyperventilating statements of that sort without specific documents to back them up. So today, we are going to be exploring this part of the agenda, which, you'll forgive me for thinking, is perhaps the most important thing that we as human beings could possibly be concentrating on at this moment of crisis. I know that it is very tempting to get sucked into the various arguments that are going on right now with regards to various aspects of this health scare that is being used to bring about all of this long, longer-term plan, but I think we have to have an understanding of the longer-term plan, who is helping to forward it, and what its end goals are in order to even begin to enter the the playing field, the battle space of this war, the war for the future of the human species. Once again, this is not hyperbolic. This is a plain statement of fact, which we will get into today. Now, I would like to say that, again, my audience should be prepared for this conversation because I have been talking about the broad outlines of this very broad, long-term agenda since the very inception of the Corbett Report, but I have been specifically talking about it with regards to the current corona crisis uh, for at least the past year, where you will recall, hopefully, last June, I covered Looking Forward to the End of Humanity on Propaganda Watch. And at that time, we were looking at a Wall Street Journal op-ed that was published under that very title, Looking Forward to the End of Humanity, that talked about this agenda and how it relates to the ginned up scare that we are living through right now. And in that article, you will recall, it says, people have always feared death and dreamed of escaping it. But until now, that hope has been formulated in religious terms. Transhumanism promises that death can be conquered physically, not just spiritually. And the movement has the support of people with the financial resources to make it happen, if anyone can. Jeff Bezos, Peter Thiel, and Elon Musk are among the Silicon Valley moguls who have invested in life extension research. 
In 2013, Google entered the field by launching the biotech firm Calico, short for California Life Company. Transhumanists envision several possible avenues to immortality. Nanorobots could live inside our cells and constantly repair damage, halting aging in its tracks. Genetic engineering could eliminate the mechanisms that cause us to age in the first place. Such technologies are still out of reach, but transhumanists believe we will be able to master them sooner than most people think, with the help of superpowered artificial intelligence. Ultimately, however, the hope is that we won't just use computers, we'll become them. Today, cognitive scientists often compare the brain to hardware and the mind to the software that runs on it. But a software program is just information, and in principle, there's no reason why the information of consciousness has to be encoded in neurons. Hmm. So, let me get this straight. The human body is essentially a computer, computer hardware that itself, of course, can be upgraded like any computer hardware can. And the various systems that run on that hardware, the, the software, uh, can like any software, be reprogrammed and repurposed to make that computer do things differently. Hmm, where have I heard this analogy before? As I've trained as a physician scientist, we've been living this phenomenal digital and scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life and that it's changing the way we think about prevention and treatment of disease. Oh, that's right. Tall Zacks, the chief medical officer of Moderna, at his TED Talk in 2017, touting Moderna's official company tagline that they are hacking the software of life. That's where I heard the computer slash human metaphor before. And unfortunately for all of us, researchers like Tall Zacks and others are not just taking that as a metaphor, they are trying to literalize that metaphor to actually make it happen. Now, here's the thing that really boggles the mind about this. Here we have what is not just self-evidently, but admittedly an existential threat to the human species. We are talking about fundamentally changing humans at an such a basic level that they are no longer categorized as homo sapiens. Again, I am not saying that, but as we shall see, documents that are being produced at the governmental level are saying that openly, and yet hardly anyone is talking about this. Why is that? Unfortunately, as with so many other things, I think this is primarily a problem of branding, because you may recall, for example, that last year I re-released my 2008 podcast on transhumanism and you. Brock West updated it and made it into a video podcast and we re-released it. But you may not, because unfortunately transhumanism is such a dry and stuffy and technical sounding phrase that doesn't seem to connect in to the very real biological, biosecurity, biofascist state that's coming into view in any in any seemingly logical way. So it generally goes over people's heads and people don't spend too much time thinking about it. Uh, but it is very, very, very much connected to the biofascist technocratic control grid. In fact, 
in retrospect, of course, this is exactly the type of crisis that is needed to push through the necessary modifications of the software of life and the entire framing of this uh, of this concept and this idea. This is exactly the type of crisis that was needed to push this through in a thoroughgoing way, as we shall see. So, if this is a problem of branding, I suppose we need to come up with a better rebranding of this so people understand what is happening and actually latch onto it. And in the spirit of a document that we're going to be looking at, perhaps we could call it biodigital convergence. That is a term that has now entered into the lexicon, at least at the governmental and uh, future trends predicting level of various globalist organizations. So that is actually a technical term that can be useful in your searching for more information about this topic. But perhaps we need something snappier for the average Joe Sixpack and Jane Soccer Mom to catch on to. And if the Great Reset was such a powerful and apparently successful rebrand of the New World Order for the World Economic Forum Jet Set crowd, then perhaps we can piggyback on that and call this the Great Convergence. And perhaps that will at least trigger some curiosity in people so that they start looking into this existential threat to humanity. If so, then, well, glad, glad you could join me for today's exploration. It's a particularly important one. And if you are not familiar with the term of biodigital convergence, then I would wholeheartedly suggest you check into some of my recent work on this topic, where I've been talking about an important document in co- called Exploring Biodigital Convergence um, by a Government of Canada affiliated institution called Policy Horizons Canada. And I've talked about this uh, a couple of times. I've m- mentioned it in several interviews now, and I have most notably covered it in my article on the subject, Biodigital Convergence Bombshell Document reveals the true agenda, so I will direct your attention there if you haven't yet read that exploration. And so, yeah, I'll get into my section I did a couple weeks ago for Clown Planet, which we get into that document. I read from his uh, newsletter and then read a little bit more than he does in the document. I read the whole thing that from the day-to-day thing, so uh, just for sake of time, he didn't, uh, so I will, so I'll include that next. This is from James Corbett, the other day. Biodigital Convergence. Bombshell document reveals the true agenda. James Ryan. By the way, he he writes these for free if you go to his website. Corbett.com. CorbettReport.com. If you have not read Exploring Biodigital Convergence, which I have linked right here, yet I suggest you stop what you're doing and read it now. Seriously, I'll wait. And now that you're back, I'm going to agree that we, um, I'm sure you agree with me that this is important stuff. Are right, ready to talk about? It. Let's dig in. Let's see. Uh, first thing, uh, first thing, reveal the document is the official government of Canada publication. More specifically, it's from the Policy Horizons Canada, which describes itself as a federal government organization that conducts foresight. Clear as mud where apparently their mandate is, quote, to help the government of Canada develop future-oriented policy and programs that are robust and resilient in the face of disruptive change of the horizon, on the horizon. And they are a government foresight center, complete with chief futurists and a team of foresight analysts who work in the government of Canada's first innovation lab, produce regular meta-scans of topics of interest to the government, including 
behavior insights and experimentation. That sounds like a lot of federal bureaucratic gobbledygook designed to obfuscate the, the fact that this is just a government think tank that talks about future trends and developments. Then don't worry. The second thing you'll notice about this document is the smirking face of Christelle Van Der Ellis. Anyway, it's her here, this lady. We are told Director General of Policy Horizons Canada and the erstwhile author of the documents forward. Three seconds of searching will reveal that she is the former head of strategic foresight at, you guessed it, the World Economic Forum, Globalist, whose globalist bingo card is almost as impressive as Dr. Leanne Wayne's. In addition to being intimate with the Davos crowd, she also had Fulbright Scholar who went to Yale Special this Advisory. Aurora Rehab Medical Center. Let me see if I can find We'll eventually that. get to them. In the coming years, bio-digital technologies could be woven into our lives as a way of digital technologies are now. Biological, biological and digital systems are converging and could change the way we work, live, and even evolve as a species. More than a technological change, this biodigital convergence may transform the way we understand ourselves and cause us to redefine what we consider human or natural. Hold on. Where did I put that? No, that's not it. It's at the end. What, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Hmm. Like I said, heard that before. Buzzword. Ding, ding, ding. Danger. Guess what, guys? I have just found my go-to synopsis for when I'm explain uh, when, for when I'm asked to explain the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution in a nutshell. Right there, in a, in a few short, crisp sentences, exactly what I've been warning about regarding the transhumanist agenda for 13 years now. But in the true spirit of the open conspiracy, since this is a bland admission from a senior government think tank worker, it will undoubtedly be viewed as boring. Self-evident truth by the normies who t who seek to find a way to downplay the coming extinction of the human race. The document goes on to outline three ways biodigital convergence emerge emerging, namely one, full physical integration of biological and digital entities; two, coevolution of biological and digital technologies; and three, conceptual convergence of biological and digital systems. <laughs> Please reread that list in case you didn't grasp the significance the first time. <laughs> but in case you didn't catch all the important of those trans, the report then provides some concrete examples of each regarding the full physical integration of biological and digital entities. The document notes, quote, robots with biological brains and biological bodies with digital brains already exist as the human computer and brain man machine interface use of digital devices in humans as well as digitally manipulated insects such as drone dragonflies and surveillance locusts are examples of digital technology being combined with biological entities. By tapping into the nervous system and manipulating your neurons, tech can be added to an organ organism to alter its function and purpose. New human bodies and new senses of identity could arise as the convergence continues. If you don't believe he's saying that, it's all in this. Again, just scroll through. 
That's where he read from. This is coevolution co here. Let's see. Regard to coevolution. We were told that there is a blurring between what is considered natural or organic and what is digital engineered or synthetic. For example, biosynthetic vanilla is created out of furic acid, eugenol, glucose as substrates, and bacteria, fungi, and yeast and microbial uh, production hosts. Although it does not come from vanilla plants under both U.S. and EU food legislation, its production from microbial transformations of natural precursors allow it to be labeled as, quote, natural flavoring, which is an insult to anybody that has cooked or knows anything about natural. In elaboration on the conceptual conversions of biological and digital systems, the authors of this report, authors of this report opine that, quote, as we continue to better understand and control the mechanisms that underlie biology, we could see a shift away from vitalism and the idea that living and non-living organisms are fundamentally different because they ought to be governed by different principles. Instead, the idea of biology is having predictable and digitally manageable characteristics may become increasingly common as a result of living in a biodigital age. Any student biology today will have grown up in a digital world and may consciously or subconsciously apply that frame of reference to bioinformatics and biology generally. As, he, as James says, are you getting a sense of what this, are you getting a sense of where this is going yet? Do not gloss over the material and do not take it in stride. A government think tank is openly talking about the blurring of lines between biological and digital systems, between living and non-living organisms, and how this could lead to new human bodies and new sense of human identity. The transhumanist plan to affect the extinction of Homo sapiens is calmly being discussed and dissected as if it's just another technological breakthrough by scientific buffins. Buffoon, I guess buffins. But wait, it gets more insane. Next, we're treated to some cyberpunk fan fiction by the frustrated sci-fi writer Wonderbees of Policy Horizons Canada in a bizarre narrative entitled Good Morning Biodigital. Bio we are guided through the typical day of life of an average post-human in this biodigital nightmare state. Here's a representative passage. Go ahead and see if I can find that real quick for you. Good morning, biodigital. Let's see, what is it? It's how long it goes. Yeah, let's go ahead and read the whole thing on it. I wake up in the sunlight and salty coastal air of the Adriatic Sea. I don't, live, I don't live anywhere near the Mediterranean, but my AI, which is also my health advisor, has prescribed a specific air quantity, scent, and solar intensity to manage my energy level, levels in the morning and has programmed my bedroom to mimic this climate. The fresh bed sheets grown in my building from re-engineering fungi, fungi are... Better than I imagine. I feel rested and ready for the day. I need to check a few things before I get up. I send a brain message to open the app that controls my insulin levels and make sure my pancreas is optimally supported. Wait. A brain message. I can't even imagine I can't imagine having to inject myself with needles like my mother did when she was a child. Now now it's a microtransplant that auto adjusts and reports to my levels. Microchip is what I would have posted a couple weeks ago when I talked about and Inside I talked repeatedly we have about the last uh, podcast of the WEF. 
2010. It talks about that. Everything looks all right. So I checked my brain's digital interface to read the dream data that was recorded and processed in real time last night. My therapy app analyzes the emotional response I have I expressed when I slept. It suggests I take time to be in nature this week and reflect on my recurring trapped in a box dream and enhance helpful subconscious neural activity. My AI recommends a forest day. I think okay. And my AI and neural implant do the rest. Aww. The summary of this bug dot surveillance footage shows that my apartment was safe from intruders. Bug dot surveillance footage, including other bug dots last night. But it does not note but it does notify me that my herd of little cyber dragonflies are hungry. They've been working hard collecting data and monitoring the outside environment all night, but the number of mosquitoes and lime carrying ticks they normally hunt to replenish on their energy was smaller than expected. With a thought, I order some nutrient support for them. With a thought. Almost like they can read your thoughts. My feet hit the regenerative carpet and I grab my bathrobe, even though although I don't need it for warmth, my apartment is gradually warming up to a comfortable 22 degrees Celsius as it cycles through the constantly shifting daily routine that keeps me in balance with the time of day and season. Building codes and home energy infrastructure are synchronized and require all homes to be auto-regulated for efficiency. Because homes, houses, and buildings are bio Mimic, mimetic, metic, biomet, mimetic, and incorporate living systems for climate control wherever possible. They are continuously filtering the air and capturing carbon. I check my carbon offset measure to see how much credit I will receive for my home's contribution to the government's climate change mitigation program. Huh? Ain't that swell? As I head to the bathroom, I pause at the window and to check the accelerated growth of the neighboring building. Biological architecture had reached new heights, and the synthetic tree compounds are growing taller each day to ensure that the building can withstand even the strongest winds and to reduce swaying for residences on the top floors. A robotic 3D printer is clamoring about around the emergency emerging structure and adding carbon-reinforced biopolymer, strengthening critical stress points identified by its AI-supported sensor array. I am glad they detected the tree I'm glad they decided to tree the roof of this building with fire, I guess treat the roof of this building with fire resistant, genetically modified red setter. Ah, they tree the roof of this building with a fire resistant, genetically modified red satyr tree since urban forest fires have become a concern. While I'm brushing my teeth, Jamie, my personal AI, kind of like Kit with Mike Wright, with Michael Knight, Ask if I like a delivery drone to come pick up my daughter's baby tooth, which fell out two days ago. I haven't figured it out in two days. It's been too lazy to pick up the tooth. Epigenic markers of children's teeth have been analyzed and cataloged in our family genetic blockchain in order to qualify for an open health rebate. So I need that done today. I replaced the smart sticker that monitors my blood chemistry, lymphatic system, and organ function in real time. It's hard to imagine the cause and suffering that people must endure before personalized preventive medicine became common. Yes, how did we do it? Also, I'll admit that it sounds gross, but it's a good thing that municipality samples 
of fecal matter from the sewage pipes. The, the municipality samples our fecal matter from the sewage pipes. It's part of the platform to analyze data on nutritional diversity, gut bacteria, and antibiotic use to aid with public health screening and fight antibiotic-resistant strains of bacterial infections. Supposedly, the next download for my smart sink will allow me to choose a personalized biotic mix for my dechlorinated drinking water. Today's microbiome breakdown is displayed in front of my fridge as I enter the kitchen. It's tracking a steady shift as I approach middle age. Today, it suggests miso soup as part of my breakfast because my biome needs more diversity as a result of recent stress and not eating well last night. Poor thing. The buildings in my neighborhood share the vertical farm, a vertical farm, so I get carbon credits for eating miso made from soybeans produced on my roof and fermented by my fridge. My, fr my fridge schedules a production of more miso and some kimchi in preparation for the coming week. It also adds immune-boosting uh, ingredients to my grocery order because we're approaching flu season, and a strain that I'm, and a strain that I'll, I'm likely to be susceptible to has been detected only a few blocks away. Uh oh, fear! I take my smart, my smart supplement, which just popped out of the bioprinter. The supplement adjusts the additional nutrients and microbes I need and sends data about my body back to the bioprinter to adjust tomorrow's supplement. The feedback loop between me and my bioprinter also cloud stores daily data for future primitive health measures. Is, is anybody drinking yet while I'm reading this? The real-time monitoring of their triglycerides is important given my genetic makers, markers. As my coffee pours, I check my daughter's latest school project, which has been growing on the counter for the past week. She's growing a liver for a local puppy. It, she's growing a liver for a local puppy in need of, as part of her empathy initiative at school. More stem cells are on the way to start a kidney too because she wants to help more animals. I grab my coffee, brewed with a new, new certified carbon negative bean variant variety and sit on my couch for a minute. It appears the nutrient treatment I had painted on, this is just still in the morning, on the surface of the couch and chairs been allowed them to rejuvenate. I'll have to try the treatment on my bioprinted running shoes as they're starting to wear out. Oh, where? Oh, wow. Is that is that the time? I have only 10 minutes before my first virtual meeting. I tighten my belt in my skeletal muscular strength chair, lean back, and log on to my workspace. First, I get a debrief from colleagues finishing their workday on the other side of the world. I shiver momentarily as I think about how intimately we're all connected in this bio digital biosphere. Then it passes let the day begin inside this aurora rehab medical center let me see if i can so there it is this story they say mice may sound far-fetched however all the technologies mentioned exist in some form today everything you just got done hearing they say exist in some form today while they are not yet commercially available in the form presented here, a world where they where we take the interaction between biological and digital technologies is for granted is already starting to merge. Emerge. While this is a representation of technologies that could be part of the biodigital world does not it does not represent the only plausible future. Rather, it is an imaginative vignette, vignette outlining whatever that is. 
radical shifts that could take place within an optimistic biodigital future. Varying levels of access, adoption, and alternative realities could exist. Of our what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Hope you're paying attention. Let's see. What are what new capa uh, capabilities are open up? New uh, see, oh, no, see, what is it? next and display textual whiplash. Typical of these report by committee document. You are brought back to the question: What new capabilities arise from bio digital convergence? This time, information presented to us in the form of a table that lists what new capabilities are opening to new ways to monitor, manage, influence body functions, as well as predict, diagnose, and treat disease. What combination of biological and digital technologies allow this? Gene sequencing entire samples helps us understand complex environments such as human bi uh, microbiome. Digital devices can be worn or embedded in the body to treat or monitor functionality. The machine learning uh, systems that can predict mortality and treatment outcomes. And what is possible today? Liquid biopsy proves more accurate and fa faster in tissue biopsy in patients with lung cancer. University of Waterloo research developed a self-powering sensor for medical monitoring. Amazon patent will allow Alexa to detect a cough or a cold. AI gives reliable coma outcome prediction. Let me see what we got. There it is right here. New ways to change human beings, our bodies, minds, and behaviors. Altering the human genome. Advancing gene sequencing, such as CRISPR, blah, blah, blah. Machine learning. The world's first babies of that, uh, to have their genome edited, born in China. These are sourced, by the way, so at the bottom is linked. Molecular biology enhances by tools from computer science. Monitoring, altering, and manipulating human thoughts and behaviors. What new capabilities are opening up? Monitoring, altering, and manipulating human thoughts and behaviors. Neurotech read brain signals to monitor attention and manage fatigue. Digital apps can help enhance brain health. SAP and Motive collaborate to help SAP employees manage stress. Americans spent $1.9 billion last year on apps to keep their brains sharp. What new technologies are opening up? Monitor, uh, new ways to monitor, manage, influence body functions as well as predict, diagnose, and treat disease. Gene sequencing entire samples help us understand complex environments such as the human microbiome, digital device worn, blah, blah, blah. Guardians, liquid biopsy proves more accurate and faster than tissue biopsy in patients with lung cancer. There it is, Amazon plant, detect cold and cough. AI given reliable coma outcome prediction. Creating new organs, enhancing human functionality. 3D printed tissues. Based on digital designs, biohacking with implanted digital devices to enhance body functions. Again, these are all sourced. Bioengineers successfully 3D printed structures to mimic lung tissue and blood vessels. Lab-grown kidneys shown a fully functional in animals' recipients. Implanted chips for a highly personal version of two-factor uh, two authentication. New ways to experience and interact with the world. Brain-machine interfaces. Enable machines to be controlled through brain signals. Prosthetics that use machine learning algorithms and expand functionality and sensitivity. Neuralink announced 
an integrated brain-machine interface platform with thousands of channels. Infinite Biomedical has its deep learning-driven prosthetic control system approved by the FDA. The FDA releases regulatory guidance on brain control prosthetics. Creating new organs, blend human function. Machine learning technologies stimulate protein folding, 3D printing, tissue to test therapies, nanobots, nanomaterials can operate and precise deliver drugs to living creatures. Machine learning can predict the outcome of clinical trials. AI protein folding algorithms solve structures faster than ever. New Zealand scientist Shalani uh, bioprints tumor cells, help, hoping to grow tumors to see what treatments work best. Tiny robots crawl through mouse's stomach to heal ulcers. <laughs> Again, it's a sighting. MIT researchers apply AI tech to predict clinical trial outcomes. Man. Changing eradicating entire species. They're doing that to modify mosquitoes. Yeah. Altering the natural environment scale. Predicting managing spread of organisms. New ways to store information using biological uh, systems. Storing large amount of data information by the current current attack. <sighs> Turning organi organisms into biocomputers. Using biological organ organisms and uh, attributes to perform computation. CRISPR used, uh, used to build dual-core computers inside human cells. Creating biomimic materials. Researchers create artificial skin and nervous systems with high sensitivity, higher sensitivity than human skin. Clean meat. Inside this Aurora Rehab Medical. Yeah, apparently we're winning. Uh, finally, we'll just go skip through because the rest of I mean, it's just horrible. Finally, the document goes on to explore the policy implementation of these technologies. I'm sure you can pick up the gems in this section yourself, but my favorites include the Neurotech Nightmare scenario that they paint on their sidebar on the future ain't what it used to be, which observant readers will note is eerily similar to the Carrot Rewards Canadian social credit precursor uh, I talked about in these pages four years ago. Now, there are many, many things that need to be said about this document. Let's boil down to a few takeaways. First, let me go ahead and see future what it used to be. What are some questions? There is future isn't what it used to be. He's talking about the neural uh, neural tech nightmare. A leading Canadian supermarket is having a bad year. It's been embroiled in a scan over over several features of its loyalty program. The Your Choice program offers special discounts and preemptive ordering if you allow it to full access if you allow it full access to your digital twin, essentially giving it full access to your life and activity. A leaked internal report suggests this data is being used in conjunction with intrusive neural technologies to encourage members into consuming more. At the center of the scandal is the fact that the supermarket is essentially selling across the minds of your choice members, outsourcing targeted consumers' manipulation on a massive scale. Let's see. Food, radical life extension.
First, given the diagnosis for uh, repeated insistence on usefulness of biotech technologies for preventive track and diagnosis and treating pandemic diseases, an interesting note that this report was released on February of 2020, meaning it was penned long before the COVID scandemic has been focused, uh, foisted on the Canadian public. Second, and more importantly, it provides yet more confirmation, if, there, if we need it anymore, that the would-be social engineers are not just working toward, but actively planning the extinction of Homo sapiens. Read the document. This is not hyperbole. They're literally talking about the redefinition of what it means to be human. This is yet more of the Eloi and Marlock style bifurcation of humanity that those crazy conspiracy theorists at the BBC were talking about 15 years ago and a tinfoil nutter cloth swab has been writing for about five years. Don't fall into the trap of debating where you think this or particular technology that they are trying to sell as part of the transhumanist vision or the future will or will not come to fruition. They would love to set you to get you hung up on endless pointless arguments about whether a toaster has a soul while they're busy rolling out the integrated brain machine interface platforms or releasing a biodigital locust swarms and creating fully synthetic bioengineered life forms. These things are already happening. <clears throat> The mRNA injections are just the thinnest edge of a wedge that will eventually involve the wholesale transformation of humanity into something entirely else entirely. And at precisely the point that we allow the precedent to be set that governments can mandate the forced injection of unknown bio, uh, biomedical technologies in the name of a declared health crisis, Orwell's nightmare of the boots stomping on the human face forever is transformed from a dark warning to a possible future with a virtual certainty. You have been warned. I suggest you warn others. But let me make a bold prediction of my own. Many will choose to dismiss this information using the very type of self-deception that I described in last week's article. Yeah, you can tell people this. Most of them do. So I'll let James finish this out. As a, He had a great message uh, for this whole topic. Not nearly enough, because it strikes me now, especially seeing these jigsaw pieces falling into place, that we really are facing the extinction of Homo sapiens. Again, not hyperbole, not my framing of this matter, but the framing of official government of Canada think tanks and others who are trying to portray this as a potential wonderful future that we can all enjoy together as the biological and digital realms are merged in the great convergence. It is happening. It is being talked about. It is being planned. It is already being engineered in various ways. And right now, we are witnessing the rollout of one part of this experiment as hundreds of millions of people around the world start to roll up their sleeves and accept the very first and early iterations of what can develop into these types of nanotechnologies through which they will hack the software of life. Again, if you can think of a more important topic to be concerned about in the long term, I'd be interested to hear it, but I think this really eclipses whatever flashy political story happens to be crossing through the news, news wires. And if you agree with me, I hope you will go to CorbettReport.com slash Convergence, where you will find the show notes for this episode, including, of course, all of the documents that I've talked about today, the videos that we've played, etc., so that you can start at least using this as the baseline and branching out from there, finding out more, See, seeing some of these researchers, what is being developed, how they are rolling it out. I think it is extremely important. Obviously, this is not one of those 
problems to which there is an easy and pat solution. There is no tiny list of people that if we can just get rid of them, then all of this would be derailed. That's comic book thinking. This is already a research agenda that is so far advanced that most people don't even know about that is happening all over the world in various research laboratories. And whether you know it or not, we're already well on the way towards this great convergence. And how can that be derailed? I unfortunately do not have the three-step plan Um, And if you do, I'd be very interested to hear it. But in the meantime, it behooves us to know as much about this problem as we possibly can to even have the hope of developing some kind of counter to this agenda, some way of derailing what is barreling at us at 100 miles an hour like a freight train. It is going to hit us very soon in the face. And uh, I think we need to at least understand, be able to define, be able to name the process that is happening right now and what is being done. Well, here's a good start. The Great Convergence. This is a term that is being used to describe what is happening right now. And I'd say Well, it's in our best interest to know a little bit more about it. So, as you can imagine, I'm going to be spending more time on this topic in the future, and I hope that you'll be part of that process again, digging up information about these researchers and what they are working on. Obviously, the answer is the church and consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart. That ends all this. Probably not going to happen, so buckle down. I basically wanted to get this information out there because... It's not being talked about. I don't think anybody in the uh, Catholic world is even acknowledging this even has happened. Uh, we brought up in the rundown. That's really about it. If anybody has heard anything else, feel free to let me know if I'm wrong. I'll tell everybody, hey, I'm wrong on that. I don't think anybody's talking about this. So the more info, the better. The more people hearing about it, the better. Anyway, God love you.